Hello and welcome to another episode of the Coach Martin Manila podcast. I am Coach Martin Manila from the Philippines here and of course from ESL, BusinessEnglishExpert.com and Initial-Impact.com. I'm here to always help cheer you on, help you improve your English as a second language or maybe get you to sound much better in your native language, which could be English too. Um, this podcast is not just reserved for people who are speaking it as a second or foreign language. Today, I'd like to have a quick chat about a completely different topic. Hello, Brazil. Okay, now it's lovely to have you here. Um, I've had a few people commenting now from Brazil, so it's nice to see that uh, more Brazilian speakers are finding this podcast. Let's talk about the 10 most common uh, English pronunciation challenges for you, how we're going to fix them. All right. So if we look at things such as banana, chocolate, potato, these are all English words that you're going to understand immediately, right? Um, in general, I'd say English has many similar words um, to the Brazilian Portuguese, okay? If we think of total, ordinary, okay, they are quite similar and there are many, many more, okay? So with this overlap in vocab, um, you might think it's going to be easier to speak English, but there is still a struggle to say certain English words correctly as a Brazilian speaker, okay? So you can possibly get the pronunciation right if you really put some effort into it and slow down your speech. But when you talk at a regular speed, suddenly things get a little messy, right? So if it sounds like you, listen on. Also, if you're not from Brazil, don't run away. There's going to be loads of tips in here that will relate to your language too, because it's not just my Brazilian and Portuguese speakers that have this problem, okay? So hang around, stick around. And even if you don't have these problems, you can understand what's happening for Brazilian speakers. So when you happen to work with them, because let's face it, you all work in a multinational environment these days, you can understand the pronunciation if it's still not going right for your colleague who might be from Brazil. Okay, so let's look at it, right? We want to help improve your English communication skills here, and it's really important that we do that, all right? So whether you're a beginner or more advanced, okay, you can still make pronunciation errors, Hey, even I make them and, you know, I'm a native speaker, so I want you to all understand and remember that nobody is perfect, not even the English coach. So remember, make this an active session. I always encourage you to take notes, try to make a note of the words I'm using. How do I run sounds together? Pause me, rewind me, practice, copy me, and then use the words that you've picked up. Anything new you're hearing in this session, pick it up. Write it down on a tablet or pen and paper and then practice for five minutes after the podcast or whenever you soon can to use the words in your own conversation. Try to summarize what I've been speaking about. Furthermore, then try to use the words in your written communications with your colleagues or writing a journal if you don't have colleagues and in any coaching sessions you might have with other coaches or even with myself. Get yourself a free 30-minute session. The link is down below. So, Basically, as a Brazilian speaker, one of the easiest languages for you to learn, obviously, would be Spanish because it shares about 90% of its vocab with Portuguese. All right. There's also plenty of crossover between French and Italian, the Romance languages. Okay. However, it can take a bit longer to get the hang of speaking English. The main reason is Brazilian Portuguese has about 23 letters, let's face it, compared to our 26 in English. Um, you don't have the K, the W, or the Y in English, as well as the th sound. That th sound, the TH sound, causes every speaker of English as a second language trouble. All of you, doesn't matter where you're from now, this one is a problem. So rest assured you're not alone, okay? Portuguese also has less vowels, um, which is why sometimes Brazilian speakers find it hard to distinguish between words such as head and hat, okay? 
Um, in addition, Portuguese sounds more kind of like um, rhythmic, shall we say, right? So you have to adjust your intonation when switching to English, otherwise it can make the English sound a bit strange, okay? So even though Spanish and Brazilian Portuguese are pretty much, you know, cousins, shall we say, in language terms, um, you don't face the same challenges if you're Spanish or Brazilian as each other when the English pronunciation comes to mind, okay? In fact, there are some pronunciation mistakes that are highly specific to Brazilian speakers. Um, if you hear somebody saying speaky instead of speak, okay, there's a very good chance they might be from Brazil. So if you're working with a colleague and they say that a lot, I need to speaky with you today, okay, the chances are they're Brazilian, all right? Um, whatever the native language is, though, it's important you take time, right? Remember, consistency is essential, right? The more that you do that, and you can also try my 10-minute madness um, topics, okay? Uh, check out my podcast on those, and if you want to try the full version, then sign up to get that to your inbox. The downloadable program comes full of audios, and you repeat them 10 minutes every day, and they improve your fluency and your pronunciation massively, okay? Um, so really, it's important for you that you take your time, use tongue twisters, and go through it, okay? And really understand what is causing you problems. But that tut tut sound, the thut sound, okay, and the incorrect um, intonation are two of the main things, okay, for Brazilian speakers. So let's have a look at it. So the top one I'm going to come to is obviously that E sound for the end of words, right? Okay, so like we said, funny, watchy, speaky, okay. This is just something that seems to happen, okay? Um, so the best thing to do here, sometimes you might not even notice you're doing this, so record yourself speaking in English, right? Listen to yourself back and watch and hear if you're using that extra E, like, you know, badgy, right, okay? Um, Example-y, speaky, okay? You might be doing this, but listen out for yourself doing it and correct yourself and then make a conscious effort to focus on it and you will, you will start to eliminate it, okay? It does take time. If you do this consistently for 28 days, change starts to show up. It's about 28 days to form a new habit. Stick with it daily and you will get there 10 minutes a day. The next one, saying a W instead of a L. So not a W, a L. Okay. The regular L in Portuguese does sound a bit like the English L. Okay. But when it appears at the end of a syllable, it changes. So it ends up being pronounced like a combination of like what and uh. Okay, because this happens a lot in Portuguese, all right, and because that happens, people from Brazil are carrying this over into English, all right. So, although you can pronounce the L normally, words like love and like, it gets trickier for you when the L is at the end of the syllable. So, um, the words such as all, bottle, tool become like or, bottle, okay, and two. So, this is the thing. So the best one you can do here is to look at yourself in the mirror or your cell phone if you prefer and look at your mouth position as you pronounce the L sound. If your mouth is forming a tight circle, you're not doing an L, that's for sure. It's more likely to be a W or a U sound, okay? So you don't want that. What you need to do is touch the tip of your tongue above your teeth instead, L, okay? And this isn't necessary for saying the English L, but it ensures you'll be avoiding slipping into that woo sound, okay? So you don't want to sound like bottle does not want to sound like bottle, okay? It needs to be bottle, bottle, okay? Also, replacing the D and the T, that commonly happens as well. 
Um, it's challenging for you if you're from Brazil because um, you're speaking this and the D can get changed, um, you know, into all sorts of crazy sounds. The T is turned into a different sound again. So, for example, a Brazilian speaker might want to say mad or hot, but they end up saying I'm madge or hotch. Okay, so we hear this ch sound coming in, all right, with the T sounds, hotch instead of hot, right, okay. This can seem rather, well, not a problem, for example, but actually it's really confusing. Um, for example, if you said I need to get rid of something, as in, you know, we need to get rid of a few of our clients because they're losing us money, and you said we need to get rid of our clients because that's what would happen if you were mispronouncing it like this, Really confusing because rid and rid mean two different things, right? So very confusing for people. And what happens whenever I coach others who are working with Brazilian speakers, particularly in a business setting, and if you are training people and you're from Brazil, you're finding, you, you might not know it, but your trainees cannot follow you, right? They are getting confused by what you're trying to tell them, and it is interfering with the learning process. So let's try to improve this and get that pronunciation down. The best thing you can do is to slow down your pronunciation, observe your mouth movements, okay? Your tongue will usually need to press against your teeth for the D or the T sound at first, okay? And just try to keep it there so you don't make any sort of strange chut sounds instead and you're on your way. Very hard to do this on a podcast, much better to see me on a webcam, so book a 30-minute session, we can go through this together and have this sorted. Mispronouncing the T, H, T sound, all right, okay? Um, you're not alone. Nearly all English learners are struggling with this one uh, at first because it's not very common outside of English, right? Um, so when you're saying things such as the and mouth and three, you might substitute the th sound with similar sounds such as a th or a sup sound um, or a t or a d sound for the voice th. So, you know, you might end up saying instead of mouth, you might say mouse, okay, or da instead of the. All right, in the okay. Now we hear this happening in Hollywood movies, so we've started to slip and thinking it's okay to say, you know, put it in the cupboard, right? Let's actually put it in the cupboard, okay? It can feel strange at first, but really to make the th sound, you've got to stick your tongue out slightly between your teeth, and this helps you from putting in those other sounds, all right? So give that a go. Um, H and R confusing those, right? A lot of Brazilian speakers do mix up the hut and the rut sound. Um, really, you can read the English R as H, that's what's happening, um, and it's distorting the words heavily. So with rain, it becomes hain. Okay, it's haining outside, ooh, confusing, right? And right turns into height, which is really confusing because they do mean two different things, right? So turn right, turn high, okay? Um, so we've really got to iron these ones out. There's a reason behind it, of course. There's always a reason for this happening. And in Portuguese, the simple reason is the letter R is pronounced similarly to the English H. All right. So out of a habit more than anything, you're falling back into this. It's just a habit. That's the good news. And we just need to get you to put down a new neural pathway in your brain that breaks the habit. So to break this habit between the hut and the rut sounds, you have to like, get your brain used to processing and pronouncing the separate letters. This is mainly repetition. So I'd like you to draw up a list of words containing letters R sound and H sound. And I want you to read them out loud until you're not slipping up anymore. And with all those R sounds, you're not accidentally pronouncing H, okay? If you sign up for my 10-minute madness, the download, it has a load of these in some of the package, all right? So you can really get those ironed out nicely. 
reading, ED out loud. All right, so talked, washed, okay? Um, so often you'll hear Brazilian speakers saying that they talk ahead, okay? Or the wash ahead, okay? So um, we, we're kind of putting the ed and we're sounding it out. In advanced levels, Brazilian speakers can forget to keep that E silent in these verbs, right? Okay. So uh, the E in past tense verbs is usually silent unless, unless it's between the main verb ending in T or D. So if the main verb ends in T and D, it's different. In verbs like weighted and faded, you would just say ed, right? Faded. Okay. Otherwise, the E is silent, right? So for practice, you can say the word talk followed by the dut sound, okay? So the narrow the gap between the two until you're saying talked, talked, but it's not talked, okay? It's not talked, it's talked, okay? Another one to mention here as well, uh, the last few coming up now, turning the M that might sound into an N or a N, okay? For Neo or N sound, okay? The M sound from Mike does exist in Portuguese, but you don't find it at the end of words, right? And this isn't the case, obviously, in English because you have clean, farm, name, etc., right? Uh, this is unfamiliar to you if you're from you know, Portuguese-speaking countries. Um, you'll tend to turn the M into a nasal sound, okay? Instead, such as like an N sound. So you might say cream, or I'm going to the farm, right? Okay. Um, it is a problem. Like, what is your name becomes what is your name. Okay, now it's just really confusing. Sometimes it can also sound like there's a nick sound there. Okay, so we might have name. Tell me your name. Okay, so the best thing you can do here is try humming the M sound on its own for a few seconds and then afterwards read out loud by, by prolonging the M sound. So like am, em, in, om, um, okay. And you know you're pronouncing it correctly if your lips are pressed together. They have to be pressed together. If you're not, there's a problem. You're creating some of those other sounds. Again, much easier to see this on camera than just doing it on a podcast or for session with me. I can help. Mixing up the vowels, right? That's another one that's a big problem. So look, if you are doing a lot of this, you're not alone, right? Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese has pure vowels, right? And around five of those are kind of nasally sounding ones that aren't even there in English. So because of it, it's really not surprising that pronouncing all the English vowels correctly is going to be a challenge for you, but we can fix it. So, for example, you might pronounce lip and leap as if they were the same word. This also, funny enough, happens with my Chinese students too, right? It's the same also for pull and pull, okay, and tan and ten. Tan as in go out and get a suntan, ten as in the number ten. This is simply because the A sound in tan doesn't even exist in Portuguese, all right? So really, out of all of these pronunciation mistakes, I would say that mixing up the vowels will have the greatest impact on how you're going to sound, whether you appear professional, and how well you can communicate. Start off here by focusing on minimal pairs where words have similar sounds, okay, except for a single vowel. There's loads of them on engu.com. Um, it's worthwhile checking out that. And of course, if you get my 10 Minute Madness download program, you will get a load of these in there too. Check it first, um, but you can tell the difference just by listening to the words, okay? Because being able to remember and recognize the sounds is the first step before you can work on your pronunciation. So start off by listening to the words first and go from there. The last two, emphasizing the wrong syllable. All right, so in English, obviously, every word has one syllable that's stressed. 
and you emphasize that over all the others, saying it more loudly and with a higher pitch. Uh, Brazilian speakers use stress in your native Portuguese, but the catch is that English and Portuguese don't follow the same stress rules, okay? Um, so what we say here is in Portuguese, the second to last syllable is stressed in long words. English sometimes stresses the first syllable instead. So instead of um, Saturday, okay, um, a Brazilian speaker might misplace the stress and go Saturday, right? Okay, so instead of Saturday, which is the correct one, you might go Saturday. I'll see you on Saturday, right? Which is where the stresses go. Um, you know, really, English has word stress rules that are helpful for you to be aware of. Um, you still need to check the pronunciation on the words on an individual basis. You will be understood still. It just sounds strange, that sort of, if you emphasize the wrong one. So do, do have a go to get that right, all right? Get this right by looking it up in a dictionary to make sure you're getting the word stress right. Also, you can sometimes make the error of stressing far too many words, right? Okay. Uh, when you speak in Portuguese, your pitch may change um, more often than in English because with almost every other word being higher in pitch, it can sound kind of strange if you speak English in this way too. Um, as I said, you speak with a different rhythm. And when you try and pull this rhythm into English, it just doesn't work. Okay. So it matters because pitch signifies stress or emphasis in English. So instead of emphasizing only the most important words in a sentence, you could be stressing words too, such as the or an, which can really sound confusing to an English native speaker. Okay, So really be aware of that intonation when you're switching from Portuguese to English. Much of, much of the time, um, you should only be stressing the content words which convey the message of the sentence. Um, so those are the ones such as verbs, nouns, adjectives, adverbs, okay? Um, overall, I would say the thing is, English is fascinating to learn because there is still some connection with Brazilian Portuguese, but the two aren't too similar, all right? Improving your English here is exciting and continuous, all right? So remember this, have some fun. Use very um, interesting topics to research, to practice your pronunciation with, and hey, you know, mix it up. Have some fun, perhaps practice some songs or what have you. Try to copy some poetry. Do whatever it is that inspires you. Don't make it boring. You will get there in the end, but practice is perfect. 10 minutes every day for 28 days, you'll see significant improvement. If anything I've shared with you here has been helpful that you didn't know before, has given you some tips, please feel free to recommend my podcast to as many people as you know. Also, if you'd like to support me, you can buy me a coffee, and that enables me to continue making these free of charge for you, and also give free coaching sessions to those in very deprived areas of the world, such as Africa, Southeast Asia, and South America. I have really welcomed having your attention. Thank you for that today. Go and have a nice coffee or whatever else you drink and have a rest. Um, sign up to my newsletter. Don't forget as well, if you want to take part in any of my academies, the links are all down below. Take care, keep going, and never stop believing. I'll see you soon. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.